This podcast may contain mature content, strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the HD Movie Podcast. I'm Darren Gaskell. And I'm Hayley Alice-Roberts. And I've got a bit of a cold on this week's episode, so let's see how that works out. In this week's episode, we are going to take a look at the first of our listeners' request episodes. And the choice, as you will probably know if you listen to the last episode, is from Mr Andrew Barron. And we're going to be taking a look at the anthology movie VHS 94. VHS 94 is a very recent movie um, released in 2021. It's a Shudder original, and it is the fourth instalment in the VHS franchise. So we don't have anyone specific um, providing us with a plot this time round, so it's just the generic IMDb plot that I'm just going to read out for you guys. A police SWAT team investigates about a mysterious VHS tape and discovers the sinister cult that has pre-recorded material which uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. So that leaves it open for plenty of intrigue. The movie contains four um, segments in it, in, the, in its in an anthology, and it has this overarching narrative as well that kind of pops up in between each segment, and it has that part at the beginning and at the end as well. So, as I said, this film is available to watch on Shudder. For me, VHS as a franchise, it's a little bit hit and miss. It's not my favourite. But I do enjoy the concept of an anthology, so um, I was really looking forward to giving this a go and seeing what it had to offer. I think we're going to split this into talking about each segment. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, the wraparound, we'll probably deal with the wraparound first. It's called Holy Hell, and it's written and directed by Jennifer Reader. Although on the final credits, it says it's Holy Hell. So they made a bit of a boo-boo in the, in the spelling in the credits. But I'm pretty sure it's Holy Hell, the name of the, the wraparound. And it's about the SWAT team that break into this compound and discover something very nasty. Uh, I mean, the wraparound's okay. It's probably one of the weaker parts of the movie because you don't really get to know anybody in the wraparound. They tend to be kind of disposable characters. And when you're given the reveal as to what's exactly is going on because they drip feed you with stuff between the anthology bits so you keep going back to the compound you keep going back to the SWAT team but when you finally found out what's going on yeah it's quite fun but it's not a massively surprising reveal and you kind of wonder how without giving too much away how these people have managed to get away with it all of these years yeah, it's very much got this video nasties aesthetic to it, which looks really cool. And there's some really good kind of injury detail in there as well. It doesn't quite shy away from showing any gore. 
so yeah on a visual level i think it is really good but yeah it wasn't something that particularly gripped me as such i was more intrigued to kind of get into the meat of the film with the um stories themselves the first uh well the second segment but first kind of full story is called storm drain by chloe okuno and she had also directed a short film called slut which i believed was shown at sally lloyd screams a few years back yes yeah yeah, it was good as well. Back. Really, really good shot. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy slot. <laughs> On that note, yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel that this one, I enjoyed elements of it. It definitely had the Blair Witch Project vibes to it. And it was about a news anchor investigating this urban legend about this rat man living in a sewer. So obviously it's very dark and dingy and um, it's like the camera's kind of all over the place and it's like you're looking out for any sort of terrifying images that could come across. So it's very much in the um, vein of like traditional found footage. It was a bit predictable, but I think it added like a little bit of humour in there as well. It was the only one that had humour in it in this whole film that I felt. So um, I like that aspect of it. But yeah, again, it was just kind of like, had a bit of mystique to it but i kind of guessed where it was going but the kind of final part to it is quite cool i thought it is quite fun yeah when it breaks back to the news reports it is quite fun it's pretty short actually in fact if there's one argument i've got against it it's too short because it doesn't really develop anything too much it's got a couple of nasty surprises but it doesn't really build there's one particular plot thread and it doesn't go anywhere else other than it just follows this particular plot thread there's nothing around the edges it's just this one particular thing about this rat guy in the sewer anybody who's a fan of astron 6 will get to see a commercial that was done by Stephen kostansky about a vegetable masher and it's got connor sweeney as the guy who is demonstrating the veggie masher so that's quite fun It's not got an awful lot to do with the story other than that it's a kind of a commercial link between the news reports. But you're right, the ending is quite fun. It's pretty gory and it's a bit silly. But it is the only one that you can probably have a laugh at. It's it's less serious than the rest of the segments. And it's less outright gory as well. The body count isn't all that massive in this one. It is just a bit of fun to kind of ease you into the rest of the proceedings. I like the idea of the rat man and I, I do have the phrase hail ratma in my head now after watching that. <laughs> yeah, going back to Veggie Masher, um, I thought that was really fun. That was a nice touch and I think that was kind of the highlight of the whole movie for me. I don't know if that's bad that the like kind of filler commercial bit that's there to generate a laugh, that was like my f- favourite bit of the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, as a, as a start point, it's pretty good. It, it, it's, it leads you in. It's not too heavy for the first proper part of the anthology. And it goes into The Empty Wake, which is written and directed by Simon Barrett. And this is about a young woman who is assigned to host a wake. So she's stuck in this funeral home and there's bad weather closing in. And she thinks that there might be something moving in the coffin it's a fairly classic setup. It's kind of a young woman trapped somewhere. There might be a, an evil presence around. And again, this is quite a short segment, so it doesn't really overstay its welcome. Again, it doesn't go in many directions that you don't think it's going to go. 
but it's it's fine this one it's quite entertaining i think it couldn't have been much longer i think it it gets all it needs to out of its premise and there's not many people in the cast anyway so there's a limit to what you can do with, with this kind of single location and one maybe two cast members so it's fine I, I quite enjoyed this i wasn't bored but again it's very limited in its scope but you know it's fine i mean it's very it's very low budget it does what it needs to do with its resources simon barrett is pretty much a dab hand at ringing suspense out of everything and it's yeah it wasn't anything that i i mean i probably wouldn't rush back to see this segment again but it's okay it was okay i mean it's I mean, jumping off slightly into the VHS franchise as a whole, I don't think there's anything in this particular instalment of the franchise which approaches anything like the garbage that was VHS Viral. VHS Viral is a terrible movie. Again, although it doesn't plumb those depths, I don't think there's anything that probably reaches the heights of maybe Safe Haven in VHS 2 which is completely bonkers. So if anybody's seen VHS 2, you will know what Safe Haven is like. It's absolutely crackers, and it really does work. But I think they're trying to take the franchise in a slightly different direction, which is fairly commendable. Yeah, The Empty Wake, absolutely fine. Not massively memorable, but not dreadful either. The Empty Wake was my favourite of the whole anthology. Okay. Um, I really liked its kind of macabre tone and its slow, creepy build-up. It was the most effective one for me because obviously it had just the whole minimal setup. It's just that room, the camera setup. It's the one actress and it's the um, fear kind of building of what could be in that coffin. The reveal for me did not disappoint. As you say, it's nothing groundbreaking, but... Mm with what they had to work with in this film that was the one that i enjoyed the most and i I thought it did deliver a level of creepiness to it so that's the only one that will probably stick in my mind um like following watching this whole movie i've not actually seen vhs viral and you've not exactly sold it to me so i think i won't touch that one with a barge pole i've seen the first one i don't think i've seen the second one but maybe i'll uh I'll check that out if you if you feel that it's a good one. Yeah, VHS 2 is well worth a watch. Viral, nah, I'm not really a fan of Viral. I think VHS 2 kind of pushes the more extreme buttons. Viral, I don't know, it's just a mess. VHS Viral, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, you're right about the reveal, though, in the empty work. It's surprisingly gory, and yeah, I can't really spell what's going on, but when it's revealed what's going on, it is also quite clever. So I, I did enjoy the end of it. It doesn't it doesn't cop out as well. So I'm probably selling it a little bit short. But you're right, it's not groundbreaking. Uh, but it's short enough that you can have fun with it. It doesn't drag. Yeah, that's what was good about the first two, I think. I think the first two held my attention more than what came next. So yeah. next was The Subject by Timo Tahajanto. I hope I've said that correctly. Apologies if not. And... The only um, piece of work I'm familiar with from them is the ABCs of Death segment L is for Libido, which is highly controversial. Yep. Seen it once, I'll never see it again. When I was watching this, I didn't have that in my mind because I was just like, saw the name, like, that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure it's linked to ABCs of Death, but wasn't 100%. This one is basically a body horror. It's about this mad doctor who's kidnapped people and is kind of creating mechanical human hybrids 
it's very much like a video game style in some ways. Um, once it, it it kind of plays out like a bit like a first person shooter. Yeah. The visual effects were pretty cool in this one. I'll give it that. But again, I think it was a bit overlong. The pacing just um kind of was overdrawn for me, and it wasn't something that yeah really excited me. It's very gory. It's got a massive body count. But you're right, it does stretch its premise out a little bit. Timo actually co-directed Safe Haven in VHS2 with Gareth Evans. And this is kind of in the same ballpark, but not really. You can kind of see a bit of DNA of Safe Haven in this. But Safe Haven is a much better segment than this and has a much better premise and holds together better. You're right, it just seems to be kind of a video game. And it seems like to be a lot of cool ideas that they've just glued together with not much connecting tissue. You know, it's the mad scientist, but it's the mad scientist creating sort of cyborgs and weird things this time. And the um, the effects are cool, and the creations are quite imaginative. But it really just boils down to a lot of people being stuck in a building and getting gorily dispatched. Which is fine if you just want a bit of gore. Lots of people get killed in really disgusting ways. It's a decent time passer, but again, you're not going to remember it all that much afterwards. The bit where it does go first-person shooter is quite cool because you think at the start, well, how violent is this going to get, really? Well, the answer is pretty violent. I mean, people do get shot to absolute pieces when the um, the first-person shooter stuff gets going. But again, it's just... It's fun, but it doesn't really have much of an effect. <laughs> like like a lot of this movie, um, I watched it and just and enjoyed it as it was going along. But at the end of it, I mean, I didn't really think, well, what was the point of that? But at the same time, I kind of thought this could have been so much more. This could have gone in more interesting directions. Having said that, there's far worse stuff out there anthology wise. But you're right. This one, it's fun. The effects are decent. But does it really? I mean, it belongs. It belongs in this anthology because it's kind of got that grungy sort of point of view type thing that a lot of shot on video found footage things wanted to go with uh, but yeah it's just there this and considering the amount of mayhem in this segment it is just the sort of thing that yeah it's just there it doesn't really have a lot of effect other than it's a couple of startling bits of violence but there's startling bits of violence in quite a lot of movies these days so it's not it's not making anything completely mind-blowing but you know it was okay while i was watching it it was it was kind of fun but yeah you're right not a particularly memorable segment this one no this one left me a bit lukewarm i mean fair dues to it that it was a bit different to the first two segments you know it has that kind of variety in, in the piece i guess but my interest really started to wane during this point and especially in the uh, last segment as well like I wasn't a fan. There's a weird thing about the um the final segment, which is Terror, which is written and directed by Ryan Prowse, and it's about an extremist group of um, militia who are plotting to blow up a government building, and they've found a way to blow it up by means of a vampire that they've trapped, and they think that they're going to use some of this vampire blood to create an explosion. It, the weird thing about this segment is... When I was watching it, I thought, the first half I thought, this is dumb as shit, this segment. 
but the more it went on, I actually got quite a lot out of it. It's ridiculous and it's very darkly comic because the people in there, I mean, they're supposed to be these militia and they're supposed to have this grand plan. But at the heart of it all, they are pretty fucking stupid. And they kind of play on that as well. And you don't really want any of them to survive. So when they all start getting wiped out at the end, you've got no problem with seeing them die horribly. This is the one that does have a bit of animal-related death. But even that, I mean, I, I did read up on this beforehand and they said, I mean, I'm going to do the spoiler here because it's not a cat, it's not a dog, it's a rabbit this time. And a rabbit dies in this. But even somebody has, as squeamish as I am about animal-related death on film, this one is utterly ridiculous. You don't really see a lot of the rabbit dying. It ends up that the rabbit explodes. I mean, it's like a small nuclear explosion when the rabbit blows up and like takes out half of the surrounding area. So when I read the description, I was quite disturbed by it. But when I actually saw it on screen, I thought, that's utterly ridiculous. I, I almost, it's so over the top, I couldn't actually be offended by it because I thought, that's just so daft. It's unbelievable. It's one of those segments where I'm almost berating myself for enjoying it because it's it's so stupid. But at the end of sort of, I mean, the, the Timo Tijanto one, it's quite grungy and it's a little bit dark and it's a bit nasty. Whereas this one, it's just, it's so daft, this one. Again, it's not going to be the greatest anthology segment you've ever seen. It's not going to be like the Peter Cushing segment in From Beyond the Grave. It's not on that level. But I thought it was fine. Again, I could see why you probably didn't enjoy it as much. It was just, I was probably in the mood for something utterly daft at that point after going through all the rest of the anthology. And it delivered on that. It's not a comedy masterpiece. There's so much about this anthology that I walked through it and thought, it's just fine. I wasn't bored by a lot of it, but I wasn't hugely blown away by a lot of it either. And this kind of lands there as well. It's okay, this segment. I suppose it's it's fun on certain levels. But again, it's just there. It's just weird. The, the effect of this movie was just weird on me. Yeah, um, as soon as I saw that rabbit, I was like rolling my eyes. I didn't actually know about it um, prior to viewing. And I thought, oh, here we go. But as you say, it wasn't anything too offensive and it was just ridiculous. So, yeah, that was a bit more palatable compared to normal stuff like the, the cats and the dogs that um, we get upset over. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was just this like really anarchaic kind of crazy segment. <laughs> it was there, it was fine, but it didn't blow me away. And I didn't think it was like a strong kind of ending to the film in any way. Yeah. But it wasn't a strong film to begin with, so... Yeah, again, this is not a film I'd ever revisit. I don't really think I'd recommend it. I think there's plenty of things I'd recommend over this. But if, you know, you enjoy anthologies and you enjoy VHS films, you know, give it a go. But, yeah, yeah not for me. You're right about the closer. I mean, you would expect something really strong to be the closer in an anthology. And this, it's got a lot of gore in it. And it's very silly. But you'd expect something a little bit more hard-hitting to finish an anthology. Often this really isn't it. I mean, okay, you've got the closer where it goes back to Holy Hell and you go back to the compound and you go back to the SWAT team. But even that as a closer, yeah, it's a little bit dark. But it isn't really sort of a kick in the pants after all of that because 
you know, the SWAT team themselves. I mean, you don't really get to know any of them over the course of the movie. So when they're getting picked off, it's kind of a bit of a shrug. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of what we're here for. And I'm not really invested in any of the SWAT team. So the fact that they're getting killed off, regardless of how nastily they're getting killed off, it's like, well, you know what? I wasn't really that bothered about them in the first place. So didn't really have any effect on it. But yeah, you're right. As anthologies go... It's not the worst, but it's far from the best. But weirdly, Rotten Tomatoes, the critic meter on Rotten Tomatoes, has it at 93%. Wow. I have heard a lot of positive things around it. So when I knew we were going to be covering this film, I was kind of maybe had higher expectations. It's got 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, which I think is fairer. I think that's fairer, yeah. Yeah, generally, it's just an average movie. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, change your life. Well, it might. It didn't change ours. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, interesting ideas in there, but I just don't think... I think they were just thin on the ground and nothing was really brilliantly executed. Nothing, like, blew our minds where we were just, you know, thinking about it after. It's like, I mean, I watched it, the movie ended, and it went out of my mind. Yeah, which is a shame, really, because the degraded video and the sort of scratchy tape effects are really good so it does make you feel like you're watching a a crappy almost illegal video i know that people have complained about certain things about the format saying well some of it's in 16.9 it wouldn't have been shot in 16.9 it's like well yes but you know you can put that to one side you're not really supposed to be thinking about this if it's like found footage yes i know you can say well it wouldn't have been framed that nicely and it wouldn't have been shot in widescreen it's like yeah all right but you know there's a point at which you have to suspend some disbelief in this movie i mean it's it's an anthology movie about sort of weird stuff happening that's been captured on tape. I mean, there's some of the points where, you know, people are capturing things on tape as well. They wouldn't have been filming at that point. I mean, there's people climbing ladders and there's people getting chased and stuff. And it's almost the same with found footage. It's like, why would they have kept the tape running? Well, in real life, they wouldn't, but they wouldn't be a movie either. You wouldn't see what was chasing them. You wouldn't see people die. So, yeah, there's a set of rules with these movies. And yes, the rules are a bit strange, but you have to suspend that disbelief while you're watching them so everybody that said oh this would never have been shot in 169 yes i know it wouldn't have been shot in 169 but that's not the point you're not you shouldn't be thinking about this the first segment is about a rat man that lives in the sewer any complaints about you shooting it in widescreen format they should be very very far down the list you should be pointing out the fact that there's some rat monster man in the sewer <laughs> before that yeah it's weird i mean the the rotten tomato audience score was 51 percent which I think is more in line with it. Go figure, really. I mean, the critics obviously really liked it. And I can kind of see why, because it harks back to that sort of grungy mid-90s era. The way they've shot it is very nice, and it kind of captures the spirit of that decade. But the segments, even though they're not particularly weak, as you said, nothing blows you away. Everything is kind of on a certain level. And... While it's enjoyable to watch, when the credits roll, it's kind of, well, yeah, most of that just washed over me. Which is a bit of a shame, really, because you kind of want an anthology movie to have at least one or two segments that blow you away. I mean, the positive about this thing is there's no genuinely terrible stuff in there, because, I mean, anthology movies can be massively uneven. The plus and the minus with this is that you've got nothing that's genuinely dreadful but you've got nothing that's 
approaching even um, very, very good, let alone amazing. It's just frustrating to go through a set of segments and just think, yeah, well, that was all right. And then go there and just have that feeling all the way through the movie. That was all right. If you're looking for something undemanding, that was all right might do. But considering the hype from certain areas about this, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, maybe we've just seen too much horror and it just takes a lot to really um, like rip us. But, you know, as you say, on the visual level, I really did like the look of the film. I thought that was really cool because it captured that mystique of the video era. And, you know, videos feel so far in the past now with everything being like streaming. It's like we don't even have physical copies of things anymore. So it's kind of like, like sort of sense of anticipation finding a videotape and you don't know what you're going to get. And I really like that idea behind it. But yeah, everything was kind of on an even playing field in terms of the quality. But again, it was just, it was just okay. Yeah, so there you go. That's VHS 94. It's just okay, which isn't probably a resounding vote of confidence for it, but it's probably preferable if you've got the choice between that and something like Laser Blast. You're probably going to go for VHS 94, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just a bit of a shame that we thought it wasn't better. I mean, there are obviously people out there that think it's great. It just didn't seem to land quite as firmly with either of us. So I'm slightly disappointed that I wasn't blown away by this one. However, what I can say is, hail Ratmer. (laughs) Definitely. Um, So, yeah, if you enjoyed VHS 94, let us know what your favourite segments were from the film or um, which ones that you didn't really quite land with you. We'll definitely do some more listeners' choice in the future, so look out for that on our social media. Um, Keep bringing in your recommendations if there's films that you'd like us to cover because we're up for doing any movie of any genre, apart from maybe some extreme stuff. There's certain things I'm not okay with, but we'll, we'll get to that one day. Yeah, and once again, thank you to Mr Andrew Barron for choosing this movie, and if you want your movie on the next listener's request, keep those suggestions coming in, and maybe we'll pick yours next time. I do wish we could chat longer. And that's it for episode 43 of the HD Movie Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can check out all our other episodes. We are on Spotify and Podbean and many other places. And we are on all the social media platforms too. We are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HD Movie Podcast. Next episode. Well, we're right in the middle of festival season, specifically horror movie festival season. In the next episode, we're going to be reporting from Aberystwyth's premiere film festival, It's Abattoir, with a massive lineup of films and shorts for this year. I can't wait to be there. I'm very excited. You know, it's, the, it's the last few days before I go to Abattoir, so I'm, I'm very, very excited about being there. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And for me, I live just down the road from the Abattoir Horror Festival. So I'm very, very excited again to be seeing what's on offer. And um, I've already heard like some of these films that will be shown are absolutely stellar. So I'm really excited to check them out. And then obviously we're going to discuss them for you on this podcast. So until then, stay safe, everybody. And we'll see you soon. The HD Movie Podcast is presented by Hayley Alice Roberts and Darren Gaskell. Its music is written and performed by Mitch Bain. 
You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podbean.